Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Great to have you on board. If you don't like that, I will get to today's show in just a moment. But I want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for over 20 years, New Works has a fix for you. No matter how big, how small your problem may be, New Works will be there for you. And if it's in the middle of the night, no problem with their 24-7 service. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N E www.wrxplumbing.com for your plumbing needs and repairs. Again, newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X-Plumbing.com. Well, there was a lot of talk this week about DeMarcus Cousins, who is currently with the Denver Nuggets. Mark Spears of Anscapes wrote a story on DeMarcus, did a Q&A, and then Joe Davidson of the Sacramento Bee on Wednesday wrote a story that was... I thought very fair right down the middle and talked about the good and the bad with DeMarcus Cousins. Now, I have gone around and around and around on this topic over the years since DeMarcus Cousins came into the NBA out of Kentucky. And quite frankly, he was a mess for the Sacramento Kings. As a matter of fact, why don't we start off today's podcast? I'm going to read a story from the Sacramento Bee dated December 21st, 2016 and it talks and lists all of Cousins fines and suspensions since he entered the league in the 2010-2011 season February 13th 2011 pulled off team plane and suspended by the Kings for one game following a post-game altercation with teammate Dante Green I have been very open about trying to help DeMarcus with his subsequent interview when he rejoined the team in Oklahoma City. They wanted me to do an interview with him. And so before anybody was in the arena, before anybody was on the court, DeMarcus came out onto the court and I did an interview with him. And I said, DeMarcus, or first he asked me, how was that? I said, listen, I want to do this again. And I want you to make believe that you're talking to the cameraman standing behind me instead of me. I said, it's going to make it sound more believable, all right? So talk a little louder, be direct, and let's do it again. I did the interview again, and he said, how was that? I go, much, much better. I said, always try to keep in mind to speak louder when you do your interviews because it's just more believable. So I actually tried to help him 
after that suspension with Dante Green. We move on. January 1st, 2012, sent home by coach Paul Westfall before a home game against the New Orleans Hornets after Westfall said Cousins asked to be traded for a second time. When a player continually, aggressively lets it be known that he is unwilling, unable to embrace traveling in the same direction as his team, it cannot be ignored indefinitely, said Westfall. And then he was fired less than a week later. Footnote, Paul Westfall back in 2014, was coaching the Brooklyn Nets because head coach Lionel Hollins got real sick over in the China games. The Kings were playing Brooklyn, one game in Shanghai, and then the next game was in Beijing. Again, it was in 2014. And in that game in Shanghai, DeMarcus Cousins got ejected in the preseason game. And there were a lot of things that went on during that game, but he was ejected and Kings coach at the time, Michael Malone, did not play DeMarcus in the following game in Beijing. Well, when we got to Beijing, the Kings had, or Kings, excuse me, the NBA had a red carpet banquet. Uh, The commissioner was there. Both teams were there. I mean, it was a real fancy deal. And Paul Westfall comes up to me and Paul said, did you see what happened last night? And I'm like, well, I think I saw what happened. And he and I'm standing next to my wife, and Paul looks at me and says, I have never been so disrespected in my entire career. So DeMarcus, at one point, was running up the court. Paul was on the floor, barking out instructions to his team, and DeMarcus yelled, shut the fuck up and sit down. Then later in the game, DeMarcus was on the free throw lane, not shooting free throws, but waiting for a potential rebound, and turned around and yelled at the Brooklyn bench and said, don't fucking listen to him. He has no idea what the fuck he's doing. Okay? Think about that for a moment. And then he was ejected in that game. And again, Michael Malone did not play him in the second game. All right, let's move on to November 11th, 2012. Suspended two games by the NBA after confronting San Antonio Spurs TV analyst Sean Elliott in a hostile manner. It was following a game in Sacramento. Elliott criticized Cousins for talking trash about Tim Duncan during their game. DeMarcus went into the locker room after the game, I guess looked at his phone, and went out and waited for Sean Elliott to finish his broadcast on the postgame and then confronted him in a hostile manner. December 12th, 2012. Suspended for one game by the NBA for hitting O.J. Mayo of the Milwaukee Bucks in the groin. Mayer later said of Cousins, quote, that guy has some mental issues, man. December 22nd, 2012. Suspended indefinitely by the Kings for unprofessional behavior and conduct detrimental to the team. During halftime of a loss to the Los Angeles Clippers, Cousins yelled profanities towards Coach Keith Smart, who then told Cousins to stay in the locker room for the second half. The suspension was lifted after one game. Footnote, I had Keith Smart on a recent podcast, and we talked about coaching DeMarcus Cousins. It's very interesting comments. You should go back and listen. February 27, 2014. Suspended for one game by the NBA for punching Patrick Beverly of the Houston Rockets in the stomach and then fined $20,000 for verbal abuse of an official and failing to leave the court in a timely manner after being ejected later in the game. 
April 14, 2014, suspended by the NBA for the final game of the season after receiving a 16th technical foul. November 11, 2015, fined by the team after a profane tirade directed toward Coach George Carl following a loss to the Spurs. General Manager Vladi Divac denied Carl's request to suspend Cousins for two games. November 19, 2015, suspended for one game by the NBA for using his forearm to strike Al Horford of the Atlanta Hawks in the head. Quote, I was just trying to get him off me, Cousins said after the game. March 10, 2016, suspended for one game by the team after yelling at George Carl during a timeout and a loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Carl was fired after the season. March 31st, 2016, suspended for one game by the NBA after receiving his 16th technical foul of the season. October 31st, 2016, fined $25,000 and assessed a technical foul by the NBA after throwing his mouthpiece and entering the stands at Golden One Center against the Minnesota Timberwolves. December 20th, 2016, fined $50,000 by the Kings after his latest run-in with local media. Then there's Mark Spears' story from Anscapes that came out earlier this week. DeMarcus was quoted in the story, as long as they appreciate me, that's all that really matters to me. Everybody doesn't appreciate everybody's greatness. There are people out here that hate on Michael Jordan. There are people that hate on LeBron James, people that hate Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, the list goes on. For those that are gracious to my career, I appreciate you. But the rest of them, you know what it is. Middle finger to you. You know, we talk about DeMarcus Cousins at times sounding delusional. Mark Spears asked him, you averaged 21 points, 10.8 rebounds in seven seasons with Sacramento after they drafted you with the fifth overall pick in the 2010 NBA draft. Would you want to see your number 15 jersey retired there? DeMarcus answered, I put the time and work in. I hold many records there. I honestly think I'm the best player to ever come through Sacramento, and I stand on that. Absolutely. Spears then asked DeMarcus, if you could go back and change anything, what would you change that might have changed how you've perceived now? Is there anything where you're like, man, I should have just, and DeMarcus interrupted him and said, I would have skipped my draft workout in Sacramento. Follow-up, why is that? What did Sac do for me besides say my name on draft day? I did more for them than they did for me. That's just being honest, just being 100% honest. I had two owners, three GMs, Seven coaches in seven years. I was there seven years. I had three GMs, two owners, and seven coaches. Not much more needs to be said. Actually, a lot more needs to be said on this because I am 100% convinced, because I lived through it, that DeMarcus was responsible for having seven coaches in seven years. Not all of them, but he was a coach killer. He was impossible to coach, and I'll talk more about this in just a couple of moments. So he needs to look in the mirror and take some accountability. All right? Then he goes on and talks about being in the Naismith Hall of Fame. And this is, again, somebody that I think just doesn't get reality. Question, do you think you got Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame numbers? Answer, Vladi Divac is in the Hall of Fame. I'm asking about you. Answer, Vladi Divac is in the Hall of Fame. Look at his career statistics and look at mine. We'll leave it at that. Vladi Divac has done more for the game of basketball than DeMarcus Cousins will ever do based on being a teenager over in formerly Yugoslavia 
Then coming into the NBA, Vladi Divac in his six years with the Sacramento Kings did 10 times more, 20 times more, 30 times more than DeMarcus Cousins ever did in his tenure with Sacramento. And that is really not arguable. And again, I just don't think that this guy deals with reality. Now, you won't hear Mark Spears talk to DeMarcus about all of his suspensions. You won't talk to, or he won't talk to DeMarcus about his fines. He won't talk to DeMarcus about the possibility that he was largely responsible for coaches being fired left and right in Sacramento. Here's something else that's very interesting about DeMarcus Cousins. Think about this for a moment. Other than Michael Malone and this year in Denver, DeMarcus went from Sacramento to New Orleans, New Orleans to L.A., right? Or excuse me, New Orleans to Golden State to L.A., all right? And all the other stops in between. Has one coach other than Michael Malone ever wanted DeMarcus Cousins back on the roster? I mean, how come Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors didn't want DeMarcus Cousins back after they had just lost to the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals? How come Alvin Gentry, okay, after he left? How come the New Orleans Pelicans never went after DeMarcus Cousins when he was available as a free agent? Nor did any of the other teams that he played for. So keep that in mind as well. And also keep in mind that that's something that you'll never read from Mark Spears, who almost writes about DeMarcus Cousins as if he is on DeMarcus's payroll. It's really unfortunate. I have the utmost respect for Mark Spears. I've known Mark Spears for a long time. I think the guy's a great guy. I really do. But his writing, his covering of DeMarcus Cousins has been as biased as anyone that covers the National Basketball Association. Then there is a story a few days ago in the Sacramento Bee by longtime writer Joe Davidson. He started off his story, DeMarcus Cousins is up to his old, tired act. Someone dropped the curtain already. For all of his marvelous basketball skills, Cousins remains programmed to blame others for what ails him or his team. Didn't we expect him to grow out of it by now? He hasn't, and he won't. But then again, Cousins is only 31, so there's time. I thought Joe was extremely fair and objective in his writing. Cousins, he went on and wrote, is who he is, a giver off the court, a man of the people in the community who helps better the lives of those in need. But on his biggest stage, he is a lousy basketball teammate. He was in Sacramento without debate and confirmed by teammates and coaches, and he's showing it again with his eighth team, the Denver Nuggets. Cousins earned an ejection in game one of a playoff series against the Golden State Warriors. Then on Monday night, there was the familiar image of Boogie barking with a teammate in the second half of game two when things veered out of control for the reeling Nuggets. Joe writes, last Friday before his antics went on national display, Cousins poured out his thoughts with Mark J. Spears and a lengthy interview on Anscape. This included how Cousins has endured myriad crushing injuries, stalling a career that got off to such a promising start in Sacramento when he was selected fifth overall in the 2010 draft, followed by four all-star campaigns. The former King Center stressed to Spears that what he really wants is to be appreciated for a player, saying, quote, for those that are gracious to my career, I appreciate you. But the rest of them, you know what it is, middle finger to you. Joe writes, how about this? A middle finger right back. 
from paying customers or general NBA fans who deserve better than his theatrics and blame game. Nuggets fans may be exercising their finger of speech now. A day after his conversation with Spears, Cousins was ejected at Chase Center. You've seen the show, bicker with referees, two technical fouls, tossed, and then the astonished expression of, what did I do? On Monday, after the Anscape story made its rounds on social media and talk shows, Cousins had another chance to help the Nuggets and his coach Mike Malone, who connected, who connected with him in Sacramento and brought Cousins aboard in Denver after he was cut loose by the Milwaukee Bucks. As Game 2 started to veer wildly out of control for Denver, Cousins couldn't help but get into a verbal spat during a timeout with Will Barton, a teammate. Malone explained it later as, quote, frustration. Cousins in frustration, they go hand in hand. The center expressed as much in the Anscape interview from his Kings days saying, quote, it's hard to even focus on Sacramento. And for what? They sucked before I got there. They sucked when I was there. And they sucked after I left. I will add that he's 100% correct on that. All three of those comments are true. Joe then writes, Cousins declined to mention that his attitude especially sucked. That's why the Kings shipped Cousins out via trade to New Orleans during the 2015-16 season for shooting guard Buddy Heald and a first-round pick that turned out to be De'Aaron Fox. The big man was moved because his act wasn't sustainable with the Kings, a club rooted in misery and defeat. He was moved because he wasn't worth a max contract. The Kings could have given Cousins the moon, and he would have wondered, is that all? Cousins was correct in the Anscape story in his assessment that the Kings were a dysfunctional mess in his time with the club with constant turnover, but he headed that parade with his behavior. He barked at coaches. Some threw him out of practice. He argued with teammates and King staffers on team flights. He boiled over with coaches after losses in the locker room. He got into it with members of the media. Cousins raved about Kings fans in the story. And some fans will continue to be apologists and defending him now, believing that he was wrong by all when he was here. I spoke to a lot of fans during his tenure here, and a lot of them expressed disgust at his act. Some were embarrassed that he was wearing Sacramento colors. He writes, I got to meet Cousins the man a few times out of uniform, and he was a delight. Two different guys, this boogie. He was dressed as Santa Claus during the holidays, boosting kids with toy drives. He was radiant and cheerful during free youth basketball camps in the region. He attended Grand High School and Sacramento Charter High sporting events, signing autographs, taking selfies with kids, blending in, explaining, quote, I can relate to these kids. Great kids. Some of them with tough backgrounds and some of them misunderstood. That's me. Cousins paid for the funeral services of slain Grand football star J.J. Clavo. He did it because he cared. Cousins donated money to Sakai for new basketball bleachers, once telling me, quote, it was the right thing to do. In 2015, a freshman named Jordan Brown loomed large as a 6'10 freshman on the Wood Creek High varsity team. He was a fan of Cousins. Let me uh, back up. He was a fan of Cousins. Within 30 minutes after a crushing playoff loss for Wood Creek at Arco Arena, a game attended by Cousins, Brown asked if there was any way he could go over and say hello to Cousins, who was seated courtside. Sure, follow me. I've got a media pass. We'll find a way. We hustled over. I leaned in to say hi to Cousins and told him the guy casting a shadow behind me was a fan. 
Cousins waved off security to say hello to Brown. He complimented the teenager on his game skills, effort, and attitude. That that chat made both of their day. That Cousins is not the same one that played angry and with a cause in Sacramento. That's fine when it comes to rebounding, not in dealing with people. Cousins suggested in the Anscape story that he is worthy of having his jersey retired by the Kings, insisting he's the best player in Kings history. No chance. For starters, Cousins is not the best player in Sacramento history. That's Chris Weber. I wouldn't even list Cousins as the best center in Sacramento Kings history. My nod would go to Vladi Divac, whom Kings do all Marvel Jerry Reynolds once described as, quote, the greatest teammates I've ever seen in basketball. No one has said that about Cousins. In the same interview with Spears, Cousins shared his biggest basketball regret. That was having a pre-draft workout with the Kings in 2010. He wished it had never happened. All things considered, it's mutual. The Kings didn't get their money's worth from Cousins. In the story, Cousins bemoaned that he gave more than he received. That's a hard no. The Kings paid Cousins some $50 million for his services, a fortune by any measure. Said, said Cousins, quote, what did Sack do for me? Besides saying my name on draft day, I did more for them than they did for me. I had two owners, three GMs, and seven coaches in seven years. Not much more needs to be said. George Carl had something to say about it. The retired coach, soon headed to the Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame, went on Twitter to counter Cousins. Carl was one of the coaches Cousins burned through in Sacramento. Tweeted Carl on Cousins that the Kings, quote, paid you approximately $50 million, gave you the opportunity to play professional basketball for a living. Carl wasn't done. He tweeted later, I grew up blue collar with a mindset to always appreciate the gifts, mentors, and opportunities I was given. And I learned to never upset the basketball gods because they are watching and karma is real. That was a great story by Joe Davidson. It talked about the positive attributes of DeMarcus. It talked about his deficiencies, which are many. And here we are as a 31-year-old man still getting ejected from games, still cursing at teammates in the middle of games, and blaming everyone else for his actions. He doesn't ever, I shouldn't say ever, he rarely is accountable for his misdeeds. His reflection on Sacramento is so far off base. Joe chronicled it better than even I could. It's embarrassing. It really is. And he thinks that he should have his jersey retired in the rafters of Golden One Center. That, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is what you call being delusional. Now, there are others that are saying, gee, Grant, you're just bitter because DeMarcus Cousins baited you with the tweet on May 31st, 2020. I've said this on many occasions, both on my podcast and on my live shows. I would have responded, all lives matter, every single one, to anyone that had asked me about BLM. That's what I believe in. That's how I was raised. I believe in equality. I believe that all lives matter, every single one. It had nothing to do with DeMarcus Cousins, even though I've had many a run-in with DeMarcus Cousins. My tweet was not made in any way, shape, or form because it was DeMarcus Cousins who's the one that tweeted me. Again, I would have responded that way to anyone. So for those that think I'm doing this podcast to get back at DeMarcus or whatever, no, it has nothing to do with that. 
Anyone that has followed my career over the years knows that I speak about the truth. I speak on what I feel. I always try to be fair. I try to be objective. And that's why I read most of the excerpts from Mark Spears' column, or a lot of them. There were way too many. And I read those from Joe Davidson's column. Okay? Again, you can have your own opinion on this. I lived it every single day. I know what the truth is. I know what happened behind the scenes. And many of the stories that happened behind the scenes, you have never heard of them. Many of them have never been made public. And you think that you know everything. No, you don't. You know maybe, maybe 50% of all of the things that happened behind the scenes as it pertains to DeMarcus Cousins, his vulgar, rude behavior towards members of the media on the road to fans in arenas all across the country. I lived it. I saw it. And again, many of those things never, ever got to print or broadcast. Okay, so believe what you want. You are entitled to your opinion, just like I am entitled to my opinion. Mark Spears is entitled to his and Joe Davidson his. But Joe and I lived it. I lived it every single day. So I think that I when I speak on DeMarcus, who also does have a lot of very good qualities, I think the guy's bipolar. I mean, I've seen him go from being great, kind, uh, doing phenomenal things for people And then five minutes later, he's cursing someone up and down and making them feel low and an idiot. Uh, The word is bully. He has bullied people many times in his life. He tried to bully the Sacramento media. He tried to bully other people. I mean, it's sad because he does have a lot of good qualities. But in my opinion, his bad qualities outweigh his good qualities. And that's why he's always in the news for the wrong reasons. Always in the news for the wrong reasons reasons. Are we talking about anything that DeMarcus did on the floor in games one and two of the current series with the Warriors? No, we're talking about his game one ejection and getting into it in the middle of the game with Will Barton. Some things never, ever change. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is now time for our CrowdUltra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. Trevor wants to know, what do you think will happen with the Browns tanking investigation? Same thing with the Dolphins. It will be a thorough investigation. Trevor, I would have no way No way of knowing that. Reed wants to know, are their sons done now that Booker is injured? No, they're not done, but obviously they're going to have to make some adjustments. They have a lot of good players. I think this is going to go six or seven games now if Booker cannot return the series. Doesn't look like he's playing game three, game four. Let's see what happens after that. No, they're not done, but it certainly makes it a lot more difficult. Kevin asks, how should the Niners handle Debo's trade request? Well, if they feel that Debo is not going to be able to play, meaning that they're not going to be able to give him the money that he wants, and this could be an absolute nightmare, they're going to have to move him. 
and they're going to have to get the best possible deal they can get for Debo Samuel if he's done in San Francisco. Only Samuel and the 49ers know that. But if the 49ers feel it's not going to work, if that the contract is not going to be uh, suitable for Samuel whenever that happens, then they have to trade him. Sean wants to know, and this is an interesting question, have you ever had a near-death experience? Yes, I almost drowned off the beach uh, in Kauai. Uh, I grew up swimming in the ocean. I feel very, very comfortable in the ocean. And I went for a swim when I should not have. There were surfers out there, and there was a red flag on the beach. And I went out, and I got caught in the riptide with big waves breaking on my head. And I was being tossed around uh, over and over. And I couldn't get on the other side of the waves, and I couldn't get to shore. And I got fatigued very quickly. I always remember two things. First and foremost, when you're in the water, don't panic. A lot of people die in the water because they panic. So I tried to not panic. I tried to stay calm. But I was quickly losing breath. I was quickly, and I mean I was being tossed like I was in a dryer. And then I remembered swim parallel towards the direction that the waves are breaking with the seashore. So I started swimming parallel to the seashore in the direction that the waves were breaking, and eventually it took me close enough to shore where I was able to get to the sand. And I got out of the water, and I collapsed on the sand on my hands and knees, and my wife had just come down to the beach and she was like what happened what's wrong and I couldn't even talk I was that out of breath so had I panicked Sean I believe I would have drowned that day and there were surfers around I don't know if they would have been able to save me at the time no one on the surfboards could see my situation and had I not had I not remembered to swim parallel with the shore in the direction of the waves breaking then I, I probably would have died out there. And I really mean that. I really would have died. Uh, Josh wants to know, have I watched Winning Time on HBO? I have not. But, you know, it's interesting, a couple of things. Uh, Jerry West is suing HBO for an inaccurate portrayal. It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. And I talked with Jerry Reynolds about this yesterday. He said he's been watching. He finds it entertaining. But he also said, you know, there's a lot of hyperbole to it. And it's not an uh, accurate uh, depiction of the character's in winning time, you know, it is entertainment. But it's interesting uh, that Jerry West uh, is taking legal action against HBO. Corey wants to know, where would you rank Dwayne Wade all time? Corey, I don't know. I mean, he's up there. He's one of the great players. I don't know where I could put a number uh, next to him. Zach wants to know, did you know Vince Young once bought every single seat on a Southwest flight so he could fly alone? No, Zach, I did not know that. Matt wants to know, was Marcus Smart your defensive player of the year? Matt, I didn't even think about postseason awards this year because I didn't watch a lot of the NBA like I normally do. Uh, he was one, though. Uh, Rudy Gobert was another. Those were two uh, that I had thought about. Always great to have you and your questions. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, and maybe I'll answer your question on my next podcast. It's time for Brent. And today's rant is brought to you by the Home Theater Company, audio, video, and home theater. Go online, hometheatercompany.com. My question. What the hell is wrong with people 
that drive slow in the fast lane on a freeway. Move your ass over to the right. And I'll tell you, it's nothing worse than in Florida. I don't get it. I mean, don't you have to pass your driver's test? Don't you have to take a written test? I mean, isn't it common sense? If you're driving slow or slower, move the hell over. Get out of the fast lane. And then it's just amazing how many drivers stay in the left lane driving 50, 55, 60. Move your freaking ass over. You're the reason for accidents. You're the reason why there's congestion congestion on the freeways. Get the hell over. Drives me crazy. It happens all the freaking time. I've never seen a state worse than Florida, though. The drivers in Florida are the absolute worst. I mean, it's actually dangerous driving on the freaking roads if you're not paying 100% attention and expecting the person around you to do something stupid. That's what it's like driving in Florida. But the people driving slow, in the left lane, in the middle lane, move your ass over. What the hell's wrong with you? Haven't you learned how to drive? Apparently the answer is no, all right? There ought to be a device where you can eliminate cars on the highway that are driving slow in the left lane. Seriously, it's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. And as you can tell by this rant, it drives me freaking crazy. And that is my rant for today. That is my podcast for today. Hope you have a fabulous weekend. And as always, thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details